Welcome to the Punch Life Podcast, where we'll talk about various life topics that will help us live life with a punch. If you are looking to be the best version of yourself, join me on this Punch Life journey. I'm your host, Rachel. Today, we're going to deep dive into one of the most important things we can do for ourselves. It's a crucial part of our physical and psychological growth, and it's the one thing that helps us achieve a greater life satisfaction. We're going to talk about self-love. I have with me today a special guest to discuss today's topic. Puan, would you like to introduce yourself? Who are you and what you do? Hello. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for having me. I'm in my mid-30s. I work in a bank, married and with one kid. I got to know Rachel in secondary school, so we've been friends for like 15 to 20 years. Yeah, mm. I think maybe even slightly longer. longer than that. Yeah. Okay, that will reveal our age. So <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Back to the topic that we barely started. Pony is a very good friend of mine. We practically grew up together. And it's for a very good reason that she's here today, out of all my friends, and I do have quite a lot of friends. Pon is someone whom I feel really knows how to take care of herself, and by taking care of herself, I don't just mean knowing how to dress up or how to have fun. Beyond that, she's someone who knows exactly how to put herself first, not in the selfish way or defensive manner, but in the way that nurtures her own growth and mental well-being. So with that, the very first question I have for us today is what does self-love mean to you and how do we practice it? Mm, I think what self-love means to me it's, it's the same as how you, how you care for somebody whom you love like for your child or for your spouse you, you will cook for them you will take care of them and you will protect them I think you can sort of like how I see it is you sort of exercise the same kind of um, mm, thought process when it comes to yourself like you don't have to see yourself as like when you care for yourself it doesn't have to be like you don't have to think that you are selfish you just think of yourself as a third party someone whom you love and then you care for that person the same way as you would how do you practice it? like for the easy part I know why it's important to me. Like for for example, I go for yoga regularly almost every day and like no matter what, no matter how busy work is, I always set the time to go for yoga. So and so for things like that that are important to me, I will also share with my loved ones. Like this is important to me, so I think we need to work together try and get that into the schedule as well. So yeah, so that's one way of how I practice self-love or self-care. Beyond that, I think never be afraid to ask for help. Like when you're struggling with something, I think you need to reach out to your support group and let them know that you need help with something. It can be just even like a five minutes rant with your colleague if you're having a stressful day at work. It can be something simple like that, but you need to remember that that is important as well. You don't have to feel like everything has to be on your own shoulders. It doesn't mean that you're not independent by sharing that burden with someone else. Yeah. How about for you? Going back to what self-love means to me, right? I think that means showing up for yourself. Um, 
And that's like a really big sentence to make. But mm. what does showing up for yourself mean? Like what, what you said, right? If you're busy or like when you really need help, it's really you being bold enough to ask for help. A certain part of that takes courage. And I think that really brings us to a place of vulnerability. Even in my personal topics with my friends, uh, I talk about vulnerability a lot. Um, but I think that's really the crux of a lot of things in our lives, right? People are afraid to be vulnerable. That is why a lot of us, we are so hard on ourselves. We beat ourselves up for something small even, right? That's what self-love is to me. It's to show up for myself. And being courageous enough, it almost sounds like too big a word. What do you think? I think you're right about the vulnerability part. For example, recently I was really stressed about work. And I thought about, why am I so stressed about? I'm actually stressed about failing. When you're stressed about failing, you're scared of being vulnerable in front of people whom you think might look up to you. So yeah, I think you you are really spot on on the vulnerability part. Like you need to be able to, we need to feel like we have a safe space to be vulnerable and it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to fail and it's okay to not be good at something or or to break down. It's really okay. Like We need to take comfort that we are actually in a safe space. And it's true, you know, like sometimes when we are having a bad day, like for me today, today, today was a really hard day at work, uh, like any other day, but <laughs> today was um, exceptionally draining. Um, and that happens for a lot of us, right? And like this morning, I wasn't able to wake up as early as I, I would like to. I didn't wake up in, uh, early enough to, to meditate, to just do nothing for a few minutes for myself. So I woke up and I started working. And I think because I'm out of my usual routine, I started blaming myself. And then I had calls after calls. And, and, and then I started to be more agitated with myself. At that instant, right, while I was being annoyed at myself for not doing all that, and then I had, I had all these calls that kind of stressed me out. And then I came to a place where I was like, oh my God, this is getting worse and worse. Like, can this get any worse than what is happening now? And then it started snowballing. And yeah. mm. it, it's so easy to be like, to continue to push myself and be like, oh my God, today is such a bad day. Um, like, I'm, I'm just so angry with myself. Why didn't I do all that? I, I, I could have done all that and then today would, ha- would have been a better day. And it's very easy for all of us to go down that path if we are not aware of what we think about and we are just out of that state of consciousness and we are not mindful of our thoughts. It is very easy to continue going down that, that spiral. So I think that mindfulness is also very important for, for us to know what we are thinking and to, like, you know, snap ourselves out of it Mm, I think the mindfulness part is very important but what's even more important is what you do about it when you are mindful about that so for example I think we all have those one of those days where it didn't go as planned like for example every morning I need to have breakfast I need to be alone for like 5 to 10 minutes and if that didn't happen and halfway through the day you realise how that is causing you anxiety for me personally like my tip would be when I realize it, when I realize that that's how I'm feeling, I would actually step back from work, even if it's just five to ten minutes. I would just switch off the computer and I just sit by myself or just do something else. 
So I think mindfulness is one part, but it's also very important to like what action you take after that to address that once you realize what you are feeling. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So when people talk about self-love, right, they always think about what they can do to love themselves more. I mean, it sounds so simplistic, but I think it's so much more than that. It's always nice to indulge in yourself, buy a beautiful, expensive bag, or like doing all those luxurious stuff. I think it's easy to do that when mm. it's convenient. Like everyone wants a break, right? So mm. why not? But I think it, it's really difficult when you're in a difficult position. The self-love part there is the easier part and there's the harder part. The easier part is, you know, when times are good, you have a good job, you have a good partner, everything is going very smoothly, you're not sick, not unwell, then it's very easy for you to say, oh, today this is what I want to do and I'll do that and I want to go on a holiday, I'll go on a holiday, but on half the time or 20% of the time, things are not as rosy and it's during those bad times or crappy times that you need to love yourself even more and it's even harder to do so during those times. Yeah, I think it's important to also acknowledge that for ourselves. I mean, not every day is a good day, right? Self-love really comes into play when we are going through the tough times. Of course, when our days are good, it's so easy to love ourselves, right? Like we look into the mirror and we're like, oh, I look good today. Yeah, or you, grow up, <laughs> you wake up and then you have a pimple on your, on your nose. I, you I, still love yourself? Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I can, can always love myself more. Um, of, of course, sometimes, you, I mean, it's not always that you like what you see in the mirror. Right? I mean, for me, I feel like the first thought of the day is the day that will carry you through the entire day. I guess that's why people say that when you make your bed in the morning, it just sort of sets the tone for your day. It can be something so small, but it, it actually makes a difference. I yeah. really do believe that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, everyone remember that making your bed is part of uh, self-love. <laughs> <laughs> so we were saying like it's easier to love ourselves on good days, but what about those bad days? Let's say we choose to go down that path of non-self-love, what is the impact of that? How does it impact the people around us? I think firstly, it will also affect yourself. It's cumulative. At least that's what I believe. Say, if you're unwell for a period of time and then you hold it all in, you feel shitty about yourself and then sometime later, another episode of like, I don't know, like you lose your job or something and then you blame yourself again. As in, it all adds up and I think it really contributes negatively to your mental health and all this negative energy actually radiates through you and it affects the people around you that are closest to you because obviously you're not in a good mood you'll be saying things you don't mean as the people around you draw further away from you that's why I think it's important that every time you face an adversity you need to address the issue and love yourself at that point of time for every single episode the best gift you can give the people who you love is to take care of yourself because by loving yourself and taking care of yourself is a way of showing that the people around you that you care for them. You are now a parent, right? And of course, when you show up for yourself, you are also indirectly showing up for your kid, right? When I'm not doing well or when my siblings are not doing well, my mom becomes upset. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's quite normal, right? I mean, when, when parents see their kids not doing well, they tend to be... I mean, you know why? Because I feel like 
when your kid does not do well, you see, then it goes back to the same problem. Like you feel yeah. like you self-blame. You think that it's yourself because you are the yes. parent and then you didn't do enough. Did I not do something? So it's like a cycle it's a thing. Cycle, yeah. yeah, it's a vicious cycle. Like you just keep blaming yourself when the problem is actually not you. Yeah. If we are able to snap ourselves out of that, that cycle breaks. At some point, we have to stop blaming ourselves and be like, you know, the day is going to change. Mm. It, it's that switch of mindset. Mm. How am I going to get out of that mindset so that everything else is going to shift? I mm. think knowing that you're able to change things mm. is also very important. Mm. Because a lot of people think that they don't have control to things. Mm. Actually, I feel we're all in control of things. We're in control of what we're thinking about and we're in control of what we're going to do next. Yeah. But if we choose to believe that it is not going to get any better because it's already so bad, right? What can be better? I think that's where we continue the cycle. Yeah. I feel like you just have to keep practicing. So like after the first try, you practice how to, you learn how to accept all these self-doubt thoughts and then you, you learn how to accept it and you learn how to deflect them and realize that all these self-doubt thoughts are not good for you. And once you learn how to do it and you keep doing it, it comes very naturally to you. Like apparently, if you do something for 60 times, it becomes a habit. So <laughs> you can start practicing that for like, I don't know, 60 times. What about you? Do you have any tips on how to get yourself out of these negative thoughts? What has helped you? For me, it's really that meditation that helps. When I meditate, it puts me in a more conscious state. Mm. It sounds like uh, so new age, right? But it helps me stay mindful. And when I'm mindful about things and like my environment, especially my thoughts, when I start to have like a neg- negative thought, I become very sensitive to it. Mm. And I think because sometimes we beat ourselves so much that we are desensitized to all these negative thoughts we just start to normalize them but actually they're not normal Mm. and when we start to move away from that state uh, we become more sensitive to bad things that come along our way and i think that's where you can tell yourself okay this is not good i need to move away from that state of mind yeah so i think really taking a break and you know knowing when you need time out Mm. like for me two to three times a week, I'll just go for a swim. And when I'm swimming, like my mind just keep thinking about the, the whole week, about my work, about family, and all these thoughts just come. And for that one hour, I just let the thoughts come and go. At the end of that one hour, I actually can come to a conclusion as to why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, why these thoughts come, and why, why do I even have these thoughts. I don't know, somehow you just feel like you are being lifted off all those negative thoughts. So for me, I, that's how I practice this mindfulness thing. Yeah, I think what you said is very right because sometimes um, when we are having a rough time, we try so much to block that out. But the more we block it, the more it's coming at us. <laughs> it's almost like it's spiteful, you know. The more you reject it, the more it comes. It's almost like a law of attraction. I think that's what mm. they say, right? The more you think about it, the more it comes. Mm. But then if you just embrace it and you just allow those thoughts to come and then they can pass through, right? It's like like clouds. You don't stop clouds. If you stop clouds, they're all just going to accumulate at some point. Yeah. But if you just let them pass through and then at the end of the day, they're just going to go. Yeah. So I think it's also very difficult to 
to really sit at a place where you allow these thoughts to come. Mm. Uh, that is something I'm also trying to practice at this moment. Like meditation, everyone likes to ask, how do you meditate? Mm. Meditation to me is just this process of training your mind to have control over your mind, I think. For me, la, I don't know what's the official it's a definition. It's of a paradox. It is you trying to control your mind, but at the same time, you're not trying to control that. Mm, because you have to let them come and go. Yeah, exactly. It is a bit of a I guess of the world. control means uh, you don't let them affect you. But then you're trying to embrace those thoughts and yeah. emotions as well. How do you... I mean, but you're affected. How so do you like when you control your mind, it doesn't mean that you don't let yourself have these thoughts, but... But how does these things not affect you as a person? That's when you have full control of your mind, I think. It's very funny. You know how when I was much younger, I watched some, you know, like last time, 9pm always have Channel 8. This is some, <laughs> some drama series. Okay. And I remember that, that this. self-love. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was this, there was this, it's not really related to self-love, but I, I've always, I don't know why I always remembered that sentence and it stuck with me and it really helped me with this self-love thing also, which is, I mean, the person obviously spoke in Chinese. I can't remember the exact words, but the summary is, if something is upsetting you, then you need to think about it. Uh, can, you, can you change that? Can you control it? If no, then what's there to be upset about? And if you can control it, then why don't you change it? I've been applying that to my life for the last 10 years. It's like, for example, if somebody backstabbed you, okay, do I have control over it? No, because it's that person's action. So if that is that person's action, then why should I care? But what you have control over is your own, how you feel about it. Then, then I sort that part out. But I'm very logical that way. La. I can compartmentalize things that way. That's very true. Like people who are emotional, like me, right? As you know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a difficult part because you're already so emotional and when you're so into those negative emotions, it's very hard to come out of it. So like you say, you can compartmentalize, right? For me, I'm just like, I'm so angsty and, and I'm like just all in it. Like all I can think of is just like all those bad things. Once, right, I was like in a very bad state and then I, I talked to our friend Wong Si. Shout out to Wong Si <laughs> <laughs> about it. And um, so she told me one thing that was uh, really enlightening and that was focus on what you can control and pretty much leave those things that you cannot control out. Which is like the same as what the auntie said in the drama series. Who, who's the auntie? I don't know. Chen Li Ping. I don't know. Maybe Chen Li Ping. <laughs> or Patricia Mock. <laughs> yeah. I think really at the end of the day, right, it's us knowing that we have the control over our thoughts because sometimes everything just feels uncontrollable. Like everything's just coming at you. I also have all these negative thoughts. Like for example, like in over the last two years... I have two miscarriages and I don't know whether is it the hormones but I had a lot of um, self-doubt thoughts in my head whether it was me because I was exercising too much did I forget to take my supplements I just kept blaming myself like as if it was me that did something that caused the miscarriage because it happened more than once I was going down that spiral but I also realised that all these thoughts are just thoughts I will never be able to know whether it was as a result of my own wrongdoing or it was just like an unhealthy chromosome or something like that. So since I can't control it, I have all these negative thoughts. I let it come and sit with me for a while. I'm like, okay, but that might not be true. So why why am I so upset about something that I cannot verify? And like, why should I let it affect me? And I just 
let those thoughts come and just let it let them slide and I don't think of them it could be a possibility that it was me but it also could be that it's not me and since I cannot do anything to to that situation there is for me there was no point delving into that anymore and I just take it as like I just told myself I should stop thinking that way I should look forward to having a second baby next time in the future it would have been worse if I was much later in my pregnancy like or I give birth to an unhealthy baby that would have been worse from my perspective I mean there's always two sides to a coin so I just see it from the other side as well and that helped me find I don't know peace in whatever it is I mean it's good that we try and find peace in it because you don't want it to come and haunt you like five years later like I think everybody is going to have these negative thoughts no matter how strong or resilient you think you are even myself time to time I do have these thoughts that people think I don't but <laughs> I do and we just need to learn to deal with it we need to each find our own way to overcome it I guess yeah yeah I think it is not like when someone says oh we need to do a certain thing then everyone can do it and then it works for everyone what works for one person doesn't work for another one man's meat is another man's poison this journey you really need your patience you cannot expect yourself to meditate every morning for six months and think that you're going to be stronger it's not going to take six months it's like a lifelong process it can take like 10 years for you to see real real benefits so i think very importantly i think people shouldn't shouldn't give up any kind of progress is progress and even if sometimes you feel like you we are taking a few steps back like we need to persevere and just keep yeah i think that's very important yeah yeah i think sometimes we are also annoyed at ourselves because um we are not getting over things quick enough like when is that day gonna come where i can be free of all these thoughts but mm. unfortunately i think we can't really be free until we die <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we can't I mean, be free of them. Yeah, I think there will always be bad thoughts, right? But what are we going to do about it? I do think that having friends and family, like a support system that it's a safe space for you to share all your deepest, darkest secrets. Personally, I find that to be very helpful because things that you think you shouldn't share with other people because you feel, I don't know, you just feel like you shouldn't, but... But when you do, you really feel liberated. And I think you need to trust the people around you. They will be there to hold you when you fall. And knowing that is nice, I guess. But I think before we come to that point, we also have to figure out who are the ones who will Definitely, hold us. yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some friends that just... Mm. Yeah, so I think it helps to really be open. Sometimes if, if people are just so guarded, it's really hard to tell who's going to be there for you. Mm. I mean, it's really through really tough times that you start to know. Of course, there will be disappointments along the way, but I think the results of being open, it's, it's so much more rewarding than not being open. Yeah. Because then you don't know who you can trust. Yeah, I mean, like what you said, like being vulnerable. I mean, I'm not, we're not asking everybody to be vulnerable in front of everyone else, but... You need to choose. Yeah. But letting that guard down to those that whom you trust, it's, I, I, yeah, I do think that it's, it's nice. Yeah. Mm. So we did talk about a lot of ways to love ourselves. Yeah. Last question for you. Mm-hmm. 
What advice on self-love would you give your younger self? I don't know whether I would say it's a self-love advice, but the advice I would give myself is you will get there eventually and that you don't have to worry about the future. Whatever things that might come will come and we just need to do the groundwork to get ourselves there and we will all be okay not to worry too much. I think that would be my advice for my younger self. So that's all we have for you today. And thank you, Pon, for being my very first guest for the second episode of the Punch Life podcast. It's my honour.